Welcome to Shining Bright, the Farm Her radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by Farm Her. Welcome to Shining Bright. So we are still in the entrepreneurial spirit here at yeah. Farm Her. I mean, we're, we're in that spirit every day, actually. That's right. just where it we is. It's true. It is the Farm Her yeah. spirit. Yeah, we are a, a small business. And um, I, I think the further into my journey or as my journey pivots, I find comfort and um, interest in other people's journeys even more yeah. because we well, all have them. Don't, I feel like as you we visit and we talk to these people, I think it keeps your fire sparked too. It does. You're right. And it also doesn't, you know, because it can be lonely, I think sometimes and exhausting when exhausting. you're entrepreneur-ing. Yeah. And then when you sit and you talk with some of these other women, you're like, it keeps you going. Yeah, you're like, duh. Yeah, this is, I can do this. I'm not alone in this. Nobody is alone. Yep. And yeah. 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 I um, had that thought last night. It was like 10 o'clock and I was sitting in my bed, like, with my laptop on my lap thinking, uh, like how can I get to a point someday where I don't sit on my laptop at night? But you know what? Like it, it's just part of who I am. I think yeah. sometimes it's not something to like hate or be mad at. Not at all. No. And, and, and it's funny because I think like you have said, you didn't see yourself necessarily as an entrepreneur, but you're 110% oh. an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And if there isn't something, then what? Right. I, I don't know. Like I'll yeah. create a problem to fix probably, I guess. I don't <laughs> Or a new project yeah. or. Yeah. yeah. And there's always something on the, the horizon. So today yeah. we're going to be talking to a few women who started a brand called Ranch Wives Beef Company, and they are in the Western part of this country, Montana, Nebraska. And um, they're rancher, ranch hers, ranch hers. And, um, you know, they, they started this direct marketing beef company and it's kind of been fast and furious. They're a few years in and they've, they've done a ton to build this brand online. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking to a broad audience yep. all over the place. And then, and they did that mainly using social media, social media, Instagram, mm-hmm. really. Instagram. I, I, yeah, that, that is their main place to live is yep. Instagram. And they've built a business by doing that, like where they actually sell a product and, yeah. Uh, with no backgrounds in marketing, they both are Ew. pharmacists by trade. Wow! I know. I think that that's a very interesting piece that we'll talk about. But it is interesting. Um. So yeah, the Fast and Furious building a, a big, broad-based brand on social media and uh, business behind that, and then we're going to be talking to someone right here in our community, Tara Dudley, who uh, has been uh, a small business owner and entrepreneur for. Um, many years, yep. you know, well over a decade. And in kind of converse, it's been maybe a slower, yeah. more winding journey for mm-hmm. her, but one that is really rooted in this community. Yep. And, and very intentional, yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah. to see how it's worked out for her, a different. Yeah. So, piece. but, but the thing, while they're both very different stories, obviously they both care deeply about what they do, right? Because yep. you're, you're Definitely. talking generations of, of ranching and how you sustain mm-hmm. and how you, you know, add on to that and carry it forward. And then you're talking about, you know, this is Tara's life and this yeah. is the, the career that she's built for herself and jobs for others and, mm-hmm. and bringing good things to her community. So, um, they, they both are passionate yeah. at, at the root of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, what, one thing that has probably carried me through with farm her in at least in as far as how the rest of the world takes it is, I mean, I care about it so much, so, like sometimes too much where I'm like, I shut your computer off. Stop. <laughs> like it doesn't matter, you know, but I care about it so much. And when somebody else hears that, it does engage them. They do want to talk about it. They do want to hear it. They do want to learn it. They pick up on your passion. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I'm that way too. If I pay, if I'm paying attention to something, it's because somebody's passionate about it. They care about it. Like it gives you a reason yeah. to care. Yeah. Right. They grab your attention and yeah. And then you listen. Yeah. And sometimes that takes time. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we're, we're going to talk about that with Tara, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And I mean, six years in, so we've got something really cool. 
yeah. uh, six years in with Farm Her here. And this will already have happened when this episode airs, but they're going, the governor is going to declare October 17th as the day of Farm Her Farm here Her. in the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't have imagined six years ago, but, but spreading my passion to others and letting them see that has resulted in something that doesn't just matter for me. No, it like it is, is, this is reflective of all the women out there who are doing cool things that are identifying with your brand. Yes. yes. So yeah, I, uh, I was yeah, trying that'll to be a big day. I was trying to put it into words because I had to kind of like word it out. And, uh, the last line that I wrote for this is whereas this day is for celebration of the women who are so important to feeding the world, clothing the world. And it's, it's such a cool thing. So it is let your passion cool shine, thing. right? Yes. Let your passion shine. There's, I mean, who knows what'll, what'll come of it, but you're going to hear from some cool women, very different women doing very different things, but they're, they're both passionate. So stick around for this upcoming Shining Bright. I promise it's one you will not want to miss. Here we are on Shining Bright, and we've got a fun episode about entrepreneuring women. You probably are noticing a pattern. Lately, we've got a number of episodes of women. Um, I mean, at at the root of what farmers and ranchers do, they're entrepreneurs, right? Like they're running businesses, they're running side hustles, they're doing all the things to make ends meet and uh, maybe create new products, maybe, um, you know, build something for their community, you name it. it it's all over the board. But, um, you know, I, I think it's really relevant for many of us to hear other people's entrepreneuring stories. And so I've got a couple women on the phone that I know as the Ranch Wives, but you have names aside from that, right? Jatana and Natalie, welcome. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I think it's funny. It just popped into my head. Wherever I go, people are like, oh, you're Farm Her. And I'm like, well, I'm Margie, but yes, I am Farm Her too. You're right. And so I just did it to you guys. I'm like, you are the ranch wives, (laughs) but you do have names. So uh, I'm glad to have you guys on here today. Um, if, If any of you are out there listening or social media people, then you probably have crossed paths with these women online. They are the Ranch Wives Beef Company. And uh, I am excited to talk about your stories today. So before we start uh, into the entrepreneuring story, or maybe that will weave its way into this, I'd love to hear from each of you a little bit about your backgrounds, where you're from, and kind of uh, what led you to this point in your life. Sure. So I'm Natalie. I am the Nebraska half of Ranch Wives Beef Company. Um, and I'm actually fairly new to Nebraska. I've only been here about two years. Um, I originally was born in Southwest Montana in the same small little town that Jatana was born in. Um, our friendship dates way back to um, before we can remember, which is kind of fun. But um, I grew up a part of, lucky enough to be a part of the ranching community. So I was born the fourth generation on a registered herpet operation. Um, and my family, I used to have two sisters back on the ranch and my parents are there excuse me, are there still. So um, currently though, my husband and I live in central Nebraska um, and we do commercial. So we have a cow-calf operation um, and we live, our ranch kind of borders the Nebraska Sandhills. So um, the beautiful mountains of Montana are gorgeous for sure, but um, we have some really beautiful rolling hills back here too. So I'm lucky to call Nebraska home now. Yeah. For anybody listening, the Midwest is not flat. There are gently rolling hills all over the place, right? Little bluffs and all kinds of things. (laughs) Yes. It's fun to kind of show on my, where we frequent our stories quite often. And it's fun to show that side of Nebraska because I don't think a lot of people um, realize that. So yeah, it's fun to bring that to people's eyes. Yeah, definitely. Um, And Jatana, let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah. So like Natalie said, we grew up in the same small town in uh, Southwest Montana. And it was such a small community that although I didn't grow up on a ranch or a farm, um, most of my best friends growing up had a ranch or their, their parents worked on one. And so I spent my days out at Natalie's parents and another friend, um, you, you know, wanting to be out there as much as possible, riding horses, running through the fields, um, 
doing farm kids stuff uh, and trying to avoid my house as much as possible. And then <laughs> I met my husband in high school and he is actually a sixth generation rancher and he got his degree in business and then came back and works with his dad and his grandpa um, on their ranch right outside of our little hometown. And so we've been married since 2011 and I help all out a lot on their ranch and um, raising three kiddos in the middle of all of that has been a fun journey so far. <laughs> <laughs> a fun, uh, probably parentheses, challenging journey, right? Like just raising kids <laughs> alone. Um, but insert tears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe daily, it's okay. There's ups and downs. It's all fine. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, so, um, okay. So you guys grew up together. You have been in this ranching industry um, in various ways and in various places. And so, tell me a little bit about how the Ranch Wives uh, brand came to be. Like, what was your inspiration behind it? And like, did you guys just like? crash ideas together. Tell me, tell me what happened. Yeah, we get asked this a lot. And I think when we thought about like the root cause of like where this desire came from, it was really just Jatana and I wanting to one, be more involved on our daily operations. So we both have off ranch jobs. And um, when you're raising families and you know, you love your husband, you want to spend as much time with them and be around your kiddos when they're little and, you know, make those memories. So I think, uh, you know, Ranch Wives kind of spurred from that. And then two, also just a really deep love um, and appreciation for egg in general. Um, I think we're really big believers in giving back to this community and helping this community grow for the future. Um, you know, we have kiddos and so that means they'll likely be involved in, you know, ranching and farming. So um, people need to, you know, you help out in big ways and small ways and the way you contribute to egg is all different. And I think... Uh, when we brainstormed about it, you know, ranch wise was a way that we thought we could contribute to the agriculture. Yeah. So, so what was, what was the first idea for ranch wives? I mean, um, tell me, tell me what like the basis for the, the business idea is. Yeah. So at first, I mean, our first goal was to sell our um, family raised beef directly off of our ranches in Montana and Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And so going forward to do that, we knew that we had a time period between when we just made that decision until we were ready to harvest those animals. And so that was in the fall of 2017. And we got the ball rolling by just showing up and, and creating an Instagram account around creating a, a community and showing what we're doing on the ranch on a day-to-day -day basis so that we can show those customers that we think have lost that connection with their farmer and rancher, what it goes into building um, and creating the proteins that they're consuming, um, and showing them kind of the humanity behind raising beef, because it is not, it's not just a, um, mechanical operation. There's humans involved, there's care and time involved. And so we started doing that in the fall of 2017 and building towards our goal of shipping beef that next spring. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the business of direct marketing your beef, was that um, like a challenge to figure out how to do that? Or did you have some pretty clear ideas? No, it was, it was a lot of work. And so it was actually really nice that we kind of had that grace period. I think um, if we had come up with the idea of branch wives and then had beef, you know, immediately ready to sell, I don't know if it <laughs> we would have been prepared because um, a lot goes into it and, and there's no real good guidelines out there. There's no one really, um, you know, telling you what you need to do or how to do it. And so it was a lot of deep legwork on our part to, to figure out boxing and shipping and, um, you know, policy, you need to get certain registered for certain things and have certain licenses. And so it was a lot of legwork to figure it out. Um, so it was actually really nice. It was worked out in our favor, you know, having those months devote solely to kind of the back end of the operation. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that's interesting that you say that, that there's no like real, like, a plan out there to do it. You know, I, I meet a lot of people who are doing this, but um, gosh, we should, we should like 
help them help everybody, right? Because why recreate the wheel? I mean, I think it's a great way for uh, agriculture to have a face, right? When when you have these direct marketing companies and opportunities. And uh, this obviously goes right into the brand that you guys have created online as well. So we are getting ready to head to break. But when we come back, I want to talk about this online community that you have built that I mean, is all about ranching, but you guys have have like blown it up in the last few years. And I'd love to dig in a little bit deeper about how you've done that, how you strategized it, how you work together from a distance, all those things. So everybody stick with us here. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And just a reminder, head over to farmher.com for all the things, all the stories, merchandise, events, all the fun stuff. We'll be right back on Shining Bright. everybody. This is Margie Geiler Alanis from Shining Bright by Farm Her. I want to tell you about a friend, a community member, a business owner that we really believe in. Our house was kind of a shell when we bought it and we've been working on updating and changing and adding things on. And we found a local contractor that we can trust, that we love the work that they do. And that is Remodel Works. Check them out at remodelworksdb.com. They're right here in central Iowa. You'll love them. Welcome back to Shining Bright. I am talking to the Ranch Wives. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, this is a brand that I see all the time on social media. You guys are all over the place talking to people. And so I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. So when you started this, you know, and, and you started putting it out there, do either of you have backgrounds in communications or marketing? Um, how did you kind of strategize how you're going to talk to people? Or did you just kind of say, let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks and keep building at that? That's a good question. We are actually both pharmacists. So very green to the marketing and yeah. um, social media and, you know, even like graphics and all of that. That's all been a you know, an artistry and an outlet for us to be creative because our, you know, professions are very stringent and very guideline based. And so it has been an outlet for us to be creative and um, spread our wings in that way. And so really what we started to do was just show up and be authentic, tell stories about what the ranch um, is doing, but then also show a really beautiful um, feed a very curated, beautiful image because we thought that that was, you know, catching people's eyes, bringing them in and telling a story. Like we think of our Instagram feed as a beautiful story, mm -hmm. but then we show up on our Instagram stories with the, with the real dirt, yeah. the real day to day ins and out. Kids are screaming, you know, husbands are, are driving off on four wheelers and, and there we are lost in the field. <laughs> so, um, Natalie can maybe get into the more of the tips and tricks of growing that, but authenticity, whoa, being authentic is the biggest um, <laughs> driving force behind our, our social media. Yeah, for sure. And I get that when I, when I watch you guys and, and see what you're posting and that's exactly it. You, you have beautiful images and do you take those yourselves? Like you guys do this on your own? We do, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes we can twist our husband's arms. <laughs> it usually yeah. doesn't go good, though. It's better to just do it ourselves. But yeah, we, we do it all. I have a tip for you. Uh, how old How old are your guys' kids? Uh, mine I are have one, a, three, and five. One, three, and five, okay. And, and I have a 14-year-old and a one-year-old. And I, I do sometimes get my teenager to, to help me. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so... It's, it's fun. <laughs> we have this funny thing going around here because sometimes I'll uh, snag my husband and be like, I need you to help take this picture. And uh, he snaps like 400 pictures before I'm ready. And in, in like a very short period of time, he's right here in the room kind of over there, like making a face. But, um, <laughs> but and then so my daughter is 10. And so I was like, here's the camera. Here's what I want you to do. Just do this. She takes great pictures. And I gave her like a tiny bit of guidance. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got my new photographer here to help me out. So I'm not always yeah. like 
you know, running around behind the camera. Um, but anyway, uh, that aside, you guys have beautiful pictures. You have a beautiful feed and uh, authenticity. So um, I think Natalie, <laughs> Natalie, uh, if you have some ideas, like, could you boil it down to a few things that, you know, if there's somebody out there listening, because I get this question a lot too, of if I, I have this idea and I want to start putting it out there, but how do I get started? And then, and then what do I do? You know? So if you could boil it down to a few things that have helped you guys uh, succeed, uh, we obviously heard authenticity, but, but what else are a few things that you could give to our audience? Yeah. So I think the other thing when you're starting out, that's really important. And I think it took, I mean, I think we figured it out fairly soon, but it still took us a little bit. And that was being like consistent in your message. So if you already know what you want to share in the world, like I think that's half of the battle is figuring that out. So if you do just be consistent about that and always, you know, make sure what you're sharing or talking about kind of circles back to that so that people, when they think of you, you know, they think of, you know, what you're sharing and then they return to you, you know, to, to learn from that. Um, And then I think another important thing that we try to do a lot and we kind of glean this from Jenna Kutcher, but is serve your audience. So, um, I think when you show up, you know, you should be showing up um, with them in mind and not yourself. And so if you can, you know, inspire your community or educate or entertain or, you know, whatever direction it is you want to take, but make sure that, you know, at the end of the day that what you're doing, you know, you have a voice and, and, and use it, but make sure that it's, um, you know, helping others. It's for a reason to, to benefit your audience because that's, you know, kind of why they show up for you. Right. I love that, that, uh, show up, but make sure you're showing up to help others. Because um, I, I say this a lot, like, why are we doing this if that's not our goal, right? What what other good is there in this as a person? I don't think there's much greater good than helping somebody else grow or change or uh, do something. So what is uh, maybe a challenge that you guys have come up against? And how did you navigate around that? I would say the beginning, you know, months, of the logistics of all of it shipping um, from two different locations. That's been our biggest challenge as far as the day-to-day business goes. Um, and that has taken, you know, months of trial and, and figuring out um, one morning, Natalie and I both prepared the same package to ship. So that was, um, that would have been quite a surprise if we both, if Natalie wouldn't have called me that morning, I think the lady um, on the receiving end would have been really excited and so it's just communicating and learning our way about doing that um, with the two of us. Yeah. And I think we've gotten a good workflow at this point. It takes a little time, right, to figure out all those kinks. I, that was one of the questions that I was going to have for you of, of operating a business with a physical product from a distance. So the coordination of that, is there, is there like a certain tool that you use to help, um, you know, communicate effectively and efficiently and keep track of some of these business things? There isn't. I mean, we use the app um, plan as far as um, our Instagram feed goes, and that um, helps us with our um, curating our feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'm going to circle back for a second, um, kind of add to the challenge and then also like twist it into a tip for everyone listening. Um, if there are two of you, or if you're like a duo to your business, um, Jatana and I, and we found this to work really well for us. And so we'd like to share this with other people, but we run our Instagram in a seven day cycle. So for seven days, Jatana is in charge of the actual main feed and images and, you know, um, answering, um, you know, responding and engaging and the captioning and all of that. And then the next week is my responsibility. And so that kind of lays it out for you so that you're not getting on, you know, at, at random times, you know, when you're getting on and, um, then as far as our story goes, we both have access to show up daily for that, but it's really helped, you know, give that social media can be a lot and it could be draining. And so having that seven day rest period has really worked well for us doing that, that cycle. So if there's anyone listening that's a duo like that, you could give that a, give that a whirl. And I'm super jealous right now. I would love a seven day break uh, from it. So maybe that's the other thing, right? Partnerships can be a really great thing. Uh, is there a challenge to having a partnership, especially with someone that you are friends with? Yeah, definitely. Like any relationship, um, a business relationship is another, you know, aspect to that. But Natalie and I have known each other since we were like five or seven. Um, it's hard to even know back then what that age was, but, and so we come into this knowing that our friendship is the number one 
um, relationship in this. And so we try not to create hard feelings through our, our business and it's not, it's not a cutthroat, um, type of business. It's more of a a family based business and our friendship is number one. And so you, you know, I guess that's how we navigate through our business. Yep. Um, I love it. Okay. So what, where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, we are Ranch Wives Beef Co. Awesome. Well, and ladies, then our, our website's the same thing. Ranch Wives Beef Co. Okay, we got it. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a fun conversation. Hey, this is Melissa with Tenriff Market. Just want to share with you some of the products we make using goat's milk from our family farm. We make a variety of soaps and lotions using the goat's milk along with other natural ingredients, adding essential oils and fragrances to give them that amazing smell. Some of the scents to choose from are lavender oatmeal, double mint, eucalyptus spearmint, sweet orange, and many more. We also make a variety of lip balm, lip scrubs, and sugar scrubs. If you'd like to find out more, please check us out at www.tinroofmarket.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram. Hey, this is Margie. Join the journey by calling in and leaving a message with your questions or comments. Anything you want to share goes at 855-776-6147 or record it on your phone and email it to us at info at farmher.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Shining Bright. We are bringing it in the studio now and in the entrepreneurial spirit of this episode, we've got a new guest joining us here. Welcome Tara Dudley of Plant Life Designs. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So the universe works in funny ways. Uh, A mutual friend of ours, Jenny Smith, was like, you need to meet this lady and see what she's doing. And funny thing, like I've seen your events. I've, I've seen your business around in our area and, um, I, uh, actually considered going to like the the dinner that I didn't know you then and I didn't even know Jenny was a part of it but somebody else was like you got to go to this dinner and I couldn't but uh you're doing some really cool things and yeah so let's let's take it back a ways in your entrepreneurial journey I guess did you grow up in an entrepreneurial household like what was your journey into starting your own business Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial household, <laughs> but um, my parents lived, we grew up on a Christmas tree farm in Northeast Iowa, mm-hmm. and we raised about 3,000 Christmas trees. Well, that probably is an entrepreneurial household, right? Well, like that's a, true. a farm at the base <laughs> of it, right? 3,000 Christmas true. trees sounds like a that's lot true. of Christmas trees. Yeah. And uh, my dad, dad was a banker, my mom was an English teacher, and we we started the farm because it was, we lived on land that wasn't really suitable for corn and soybeans. So we decided to put Christmas trees in it. And it was a way for us kids growing up to earn money and to have responsibilities and to learn how to work. Did, <laughs> did people like come onto your property to like cut their tree down? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it was a fresh cut farm. So from about Thanksgiving to Christmas. For Christmas, that was your high time. Yeah, it was, uh, we give them a saw and we'd either help them or <laughs> let them mm-hmm. saw and take pictures um, back in the day, you know, before cell phones even. And um, it was like $20 uh, fresh cut tree. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so cheap. And then we had cookies and cider oh. and yeah, the whole Christmas spirit. It was a whole experience. It really was. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just popped into my head. Uh, the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> vacation where they get like the yeah. biggest tree yeah. ever yeah. and they have to strap yeah. it on their station they, yeah. wagon. Uh, thank God we didn't have to dig any out. <laughs> uh, so obviously you have been engaged in in growing things yes. though since a young age. So I'll yes. let you continue on your entrepreneurial yes. journey. Um, so on that um, on that land we had about twenty acres, and I had a um, grew up with a clubhouse, of course, like most kids do. But I 
landscaped it. <laughs> you, and, not every kid landscapes their clubhouse. Not every kid does. I landscaped it. I mowed the grass. I planted vegetables. And I had, um, obviously, an annual flower garden. This is an amped up clubhouse. <laughs> obviously, you had an annual garden. I, I yeah, know. with wow. a paper walkway in the middle. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. So, so from an early age. From an early age. I was always interested. Just loved it. I had the Better Homes and Gardens magazine on my table inside. I mean, I had the wreath on the door. I, I mean, this. it was pretty much from when I was, I don't know, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. That is really so, neat. So, so did you go to college for? for I, yeah, I started in business at Iowa State and then discovered uh, it wasn't really quite what I wanted. And then I ended up moving in with a horticulture uh, major and then just, you know, the light bulb went off Yeah, and actually transferred to DMAC, got my commercial horticulture degree at DMAC in 2004 and started out in the nursery business, mm-hmm. um, growing and um, selling and potting and watering <laughs> Pretty much all the physical labor tasks of yeah. the industry. Yeah. You like your so. hands to be dirty. Yeah. You don't, you don't mind yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not mind it. Yeah. You, you could. So. Uh, so for those of you listening who are in this area, DMAC is our local community college. And it. I, I just am always so amazed at the resources that community mm-hmm. colleges can offer, you know, when you have something that you know you want to go into like this. Yes. Right. And they have yes. this program and, and in an affordable way and an approachable yes. way. Yeah, an applicable. Yeah, way. very applicable. Right and around and use it. It's a great way to kind of explore different parts mm-hmm. of the industry without, yeah, like spending a ton of money to do so. Mm-hmm. And then the it's such a smaller community that it's very hands on. Yeah. And I'm actually still in touch with my teachers. I just saw one the other day. He bought some plants from me. So, I mean, <laughs> See, you like, created your first It's customers. really great. Yeah. So I would, uh, long term, I'd love to kind of be more involved with DMAC too, because I just had yeah. a great experience. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So so you started out in the industry hands mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And what was your journey into starting your own company from there? Um, so when I was in the nursery business, I loved the design build aspect of it. I loved the idea of going into people's um, homes and their yards and really seeing how I could create something that would really help people like with their happiness, overall health and expose them to just outdoor living. And so from there, I decided to start the company Plant Life Designs with the whole concept of getting people outside and actually living with your plants because of all the benefits that it really gives you. And, mm-hmm. and it totally does. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to this and going, you know, uh-huh. like having an outdoor space that we want to be in uh-huh. at our house just helps us want to go outside and yeah. and be and, you know, uh, it, it's just wonderful. So, okay. So you started Plant Life Designs yep. and what year was that? 2006. 2006. Okay, yep. You've been at this for 13 years. 13 then. years. Yeah. yeah. So I think here's the, the journey part, right? The journey. So, um, <laughs> you know, when you, when you first started, like, Tell me, tell me a little bit about your first experience. Like, so yeah, <laughs> the first. Uh, so I, I started the company because I was approached by a landscape company that didn't want to hire a full time designer, and so I kind of started as a design only um, company, mm-hmm. and I would help other landscape installers out, and then. Um, you know, from there, uh, worked for a couple of years and then 2008 hit with the economy Yeah, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, building in general went down. And so I decided to take on a full-time job with another company, still keeping plant life designs going in the background, but my full-time job was design, build, manage. So I learned a lot about um, estimating, managing a crew, um, client relations, and the whole uh, package, I guess, that goes along with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you picked up all these pieces along the way. Yep. Like, your your <laughs> yep. journey is yep. like moving yep. forward, right? Yep. So, and, yep. yeah. For three years, I was with that company. And then 2011 came, and the company decided to just completely go out of business. So it was time to make a change. 
<laughs> yeah. Sometimes and we need to be pushed off the into the right? chain. It's not yeah. such a bad thing sometimes. Yeah. So it was spring, well, late, late winter of 2011. So I said to myself, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to try it and try to go out on my own as a full-time design installer in 2011. And flash forward eight years and we're still still doing it. Still in business. Still in business. Still doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what, uh, maybe like at the point that, well, wait, no, we're going to break. I've got more questions for later. Hold on. Tara's going to stick with us, everybody. So just hold that thought, Margie, (laughs) on what you want to ask Tara, because I always do find it super interesting. Other people's entrepreneurial journeys is just, it it is a journey. It's, Mm -hmm. It's like a winding path. And as much as you set out to like, you have a goal and you think this is the way it's going to go. And then, you know, stuff pops up and inevitably things Mm -hmm. change. So uh, I know you guys are going to want to hear what Tara's got going on. So be sure to stick with us here on Shining Bright. And don't forget all the goodies that we have over at farmher.com, blogs, stories, uh, photos, video, everything you could want. Farm Her, stick with us. Hey guys, this is Margie from Farm Her. I want to remind you all that we have some really fun, functional, cute merchandise out on our store at farmher.com. And fall has arrived in the Farm Her market. We've got some new sweatshirts, hoodies, one of my favorite windbreakers out there. So check it out at farmher.com. And while you're there, be sure to use the code SHININGBRIGHT and save 10% just for our listeners. Welcome back to Shining Bright. So that burning question that I couldn't wait to ask, but it was the end of the last segment. Uh, Tara, I know without a doubt that any entrepreneur faces challenges. Like they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. And um, I would love to hear about a challenge that you've experienced somewhere along this this path. Um, And maybe what, how you dealt with it. How, How did you maneuver around it or push through it? Um, yeah, so several, several challenges and pretty much constantly you're running (laughs) every day, something. Um, I would say, I mean, a lot of it is I had this vision in my head of what I wanted the company to be. And, you know, it could be so easy to just take a job here, take a job there. But I was really focused on taking jobs that built my brand and and did things correctly and not just installing things to install them. Um, and then doing that without any kind of financial assistance, really. Um, I started the business on unemployment checks. Mm-hmm. And so that that's really that was really hard for me to just kind of, you know, keep the faith yeah. a lot of the times. And, you know, and you're also dealing with a short, short season mm-hmm. and you're dealing with sometimes that season even getting cut more with rain. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of unpredictability. Unpredictability yep. where we don't have control. You know, if we have two weeks without rain, we don't work. Yep. And then those weeks are gone. And, and you don't get paid when you don't work. And we don't. Yeah. yeah that's and, the way it goes. And we don't get to work later in the... <laughs> season because usually it's frozen. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, among several different challenges, a lot of it is was the finances Mm -hmm. and just doing something that you you stuck to your philosophy and did things correctly instead of taking kind of the easy road out. Yeah. Have you uh throughout this journey like when you know, you're trying to figure out how to deal with finances or maybe make it better about how you're dealing with them or cash flow or employees or stuff like that. Do you have resources that you reach out to? Like what is your, are you part of a community of other entrepreneurs? I mean, I know I've, I've usually like, this is a new thing to me to like, actually like talk to other people who run businesses because <laughs> I, helpful, I yeah. it is, it yeah. is super but, helpful to um, see. Yeah. Like how, how do here. you, you know, build that knowledge base or is it just do and redo? Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I use, I used a lot of uh, resources that were 
free. Yep. Um, SBA, I would go to mm-hmm. seminars. I'd constantly be learning. I'd constantly be talking to people. Um, my family was a great support. Um, you know, just, you know, my friends just giving me the encouragement. There's, you know, up until even even this year, there's years where you're like, what am I doing? Well, I think everyone feels like that. Like the weather is out of control. (laughs) Yeah, it was summer last week and now it's winter here. basically. So it's it's hard. It's hard to kind of keep the faith alive when you're the the only one running the ship a lot of the days and all the decisions are on you. And and so it's, it, but yeah, it's great to have resources locally that are here to support small businesses for sure. And they're everywhere. You they just are. have to look for them. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think um, a lot of people forget or just don't even know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And it makes a huge difference for somebody to, to launch sometimes if they knew those resources were there. It's just like one more brick in the pile yep. of, of, of building many your things ability mm-hmm. to like maneuver, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And um, then I think over the years, you know, you, you gain a lot more confidence. You know, every every time yes. you do something and it's successful, you you gain more and more confidence. And then at that, you know, you get to this point where you're just like, bring it on. Let's keep doing it, you yeah. know, and then you get you get really excited about it and it, it becomes fun and your your clients and your base really get excited about it too. And then that just kind of feeds itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and that confidence, that's a reoccurring sure. theme. We talk about this in like every time. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lately. I don't, Lately. I, I think it builds mine. So I just want to keep talking I agree. about it. Cause I think yeah. it builds mine too. I think mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, universal and it's right? encouraging like, yes. none of us land on this earth with like well Tons maybe a few people do maybe there might be some that but maybe it's not like the yeah. best thing to land with all the confidence right mm-hmm. like it's somewhat humbling to to go through a journey of of yeah. building that like it's mm-hmm. it's yep. a thing and well mm-hmm. at least it is for me but anyway uh, so Tara, as you have maneuvered through your business, have you expanded your business in some different ways over since, since what, 2011 to now? That's what, mm-hmm. eight more years, nine more years? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what what has the journey looked like since then, since you kind of reinvigorated it? Yeah. Oh, good question. Um, So started out landscape design pretty much only. Um, Then I just kept adding these pieces of the business, but they all went together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like I was just getting into something totally different. So to like all my landscape customers, they're all buying a Christmas wreath, you right. know, for the holidays. And then their kids that are getting married, sometimes they'll use me for the wedding florals. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, these clients will come to my dinners out at my farm and then they'll buy a bouquet at the roadside stand. So it's like, I tried to develop these aspects so that would fit every part of your life you know mm-hmm. plant wise it's really <laughs> like in comp- your your brand is just like like it's like a big circle when I think mm-hmm. about it like mm-hmm. you've got all these things that that you're right the pieces do connect in between mm-hmm. and a major piece of this is is that you bought this farm yes right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so when did the farm come into play 2016 2016 yes. so yes uh, about three years in on that and yeah. Um, and so that allowed you to host events there and be kind of a showcase mm-hmm. for your brand. Yeah. So the farm acts as several different things. Uh, first, my residence. Right. <laughs> which I love. Matters. Uh, yeah, love that. Residence office. And then it's also a way for us to test out new plant material for our customers so we can come and say like, hey, we've grown this for a year or so. We love it. You know, we highly recommend it because we're trying to get to the point where we're just putting in stuff that we've tested and we know that's going to work. It's also a place to showcase all of our product for hardscape patio work, a place to come and be together Mm -hmm. um, and just throw parties and have events. And it's just kind of a nice place. I've always, I just, I've always wanted some kind of place where people can come and see firsthand like what kind of effects they get from the garden and what it does. And I and I see people talking and I see people interacting and that's just that's the whole goal of like everything do. you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. put the put the phones away and talk to your people and look at you know, look at what's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a chance to stop out there. It, mm-hmm. and so I, neat. Yeah. It, it's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. And I can see like you, 
you do feel like a little bit escaped from the rest of the world. Yeah. So good, good job in creating that <laughs> yeah. bubble, I guess you would say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I think another interesting part about what you've done is you took the buildings and, and the things are already there and you repurpose them into something. It's not like you said, I got to like wipe the slate clean. Like mm-hmm. you, you figured out how to use what's there and yep. further your business with it. Yep. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Thanks. Okay, guys, we are going to head to break. Uh, We're going to be back here with a wrap up in just a little bit. But one more reminder that November 15th, we've got something pretty cool going on. It is our 20th and final Grow event, which is a day long event to engage and empower young women in the agriculture industry or science, technology, all all those things that kind of Mm -hmm. go along with food, right? And so we're going to be at the Ankeny FFA Center, November 15th. You can head over to farmher.com, click on the events tab. You can get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. We've got a really fun day lined up. And one cool thing, we're going to be filming a TV show while we're there. So another interesting aspect of kind of behind the scenes of Farm Her. So again, check out our website for tickets. We'll be right back here on Shining Bright. This is Katie Crow, owner of Uplift Fitness Studio. Uplift Fitness Studio is a boutique fitness studio located right in the heart of Grimes, Iowa, in the Governor's District. Uplift offers a variety of group fitness classes, such as yoga, cardio, Zumba, bar, and strength classes. All new students can get their first week free with no obligation. At Uplift Fitness, we are passionate about uplifting women in our community to be strong, healthy, and happy. We strive to make a difference in their lives by creating an environment that allows our members to obtain their fitness goals and enjoy their experience in comfort and safety. Visit our website today at www.upliftfitnessstudio.com. It's like, yeah. Welcome back to Shining Bright. We are wrapping it up and Tara is still here with us in the studio. So as I said, we got to go out and visit Plant Life Designs recently. There was snow flurries that, that day. There, yeah. We saw snow weird. that day. It did chilly. not accumulate, yeah. but <laughs> dang it. Was it. Too chilly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that I think about it, you're probably panicking in the back of your mind going, we have a million projects that we still have to get done. Yeah. Just yeah. like any farmer out there, right. like we got to get these crops uh, out of the field. Um, yes. So... Yeah, welcome fall. But anyway, so we we came to your place and I I think it is intriguing how you use the building. So um, we walked into a greenhouse and you use that greenhouse for events. And so it was set up. You had had an event Mm -hmm. there recently. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we hosted the sponsors of Winefest. Um, it was during a monsoon rainstorm. <laughs> so, Did the but, greenhouse but hold the stayed, rain out? Yeah, we stayed pretty dry, Good. actually. And we were just talking about this last night with my event coordinator, and she said, you know, without that rain, it wouldn't have been as magical. People will remember <laughs> like, that. Those are the things you remember. Like, okay, well, that's that's a good point. That's a really positive way to look at it. You're panicking over yeah, here thinking don't like, like <laughs> blow down or leak or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're all huddled in the greenhouse and it, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. So um, it would have been nice to be outside, but we can make the best of it for sure. And it was beautiful when we walked in. It was like uh, you had these nice. tables set up and you had mm-hmm. these Beautiful centerpieces. centerpieces. What were, were those? They yeah. were neat. Yeah. Uh, it's just a manzanita branch. Manzanita. And then just I, a manzanita branch. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, not to, I know. you know. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it was, it's cool. They're it beautiful. Cool. It was yeah. cool. But it was like just one or two manzanita branches with lights. And then I, I just like to pull a lot from what's going on in nature mm-hmm. for my centerpieces. So we had bittersweet and moss on the table too. Yeah. And it's Beautiful. just, um, I'm a big forager when it comes to centerpieces. Uh, so just like to utilize what's in nature. What a great skill. Yeah. And you've got it all around you out there, right? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, a lot you, of You've nature. got woods, you've got some open space. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you can find all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was gorgeous. And then I think the other interesting piece is you can host dinners there. You can mm-hmm. host events there, mm-hmm. but you also... Um, have some of your own stuff there, right? You yes. have, you actually have a plant sale. You actually plant yep. life designs sells plants to people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In May, we do have one big plant sale where, so we'll totally transform the greenhouse with 
all this live plant material. And then in the winter, we'll do the winter wreath festival. So mm-hmm. when you walk in next time, you'll just be overloaded with fresh greenery, okay. oh. which so- is really lovely. <laughs> Here's something I, I see this a lot when I go to farms where they have like some sort of a tourism or a welcoming people onto the farm component. And I mm-hmm. see this more and more uh, the the longer we go. I think, you know, the economy and agriculture can make it difficult to um, make ends meet. And you got to mm-hmm. you got to diversify and bring these yes. different pieces in. Mm-hmm. Is it tough living where you invite people to to come? Like, have you had to, like, kind of set boundaries for yourself? It, I, I always think that would be tough. Like I struggle with that one. Yeah, we definitely, um, well, I definitely set boundaries mm-hmm. and only do a select amount of uh, events out there at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think because it is, I don't want to take away from the quietness yeah. <laughs> of mm-hmm. the property too. Every single weekend. I don't want it to be just <laughs> yeah. like this crazy <laughs> you know, thing where I don't get to really enjoy. Just be at home too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you started this journey that would have been helpful along these, how I can't remember how many years, 13 years, 13 years, 13, 14. Um, what, what would that piece of advice be? Um, well, that's a good question <laughs> without trying to sound super cliche. Drink more, drink less. <laughs> I think I drank the Cliché's right amount. okay. Yeah. You're I'm still pretty, here, clearly. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, honestly, like if you have a vision, I think the, the best thing is like, if you really believe in that vision, then stick with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and people will respond to it you know if you believe in it really a lot you know people will respond to it Mm -hmm. it might take a long time uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think about all the time like all the different avenues I've sold my wreaths I've been doing Mm -hmm. wreaths for almost 10 years now and now I've gotten to the point where I'm selling almost 200 wreaths in three weeks so it's just like you know and Des Moines didn't see that. They, you know, at yeah, first, get a little time. Just like, yep. you're like, yeah. So I would say, if you have, if you really believe in something, then stick with stick it, with and it. it will, it will pay off. Let yeah. that passion shine, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. people connect with people that. People can sure. see your passion. Where can people find you, Tara? Uh, PlantLifeDesigns.com, or you can come out to our wreath fest on November 30th uh, from nine to three at our farm in Van Meter, or on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farmhood. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM's Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. And now, go shine bright.